Why is that? Don't worry about it. Oh. I'd be damned if this guy is gonna is gonna have beer on his breath. Yeah. Why'd they just drink beer? Alright, check this out. This no. Is, this is the thing we should start doing. We start out with some dead silence. Because then I can edit that out later. Right? I can get that noise profile. Remove it from the rest of it. I think I might leave all this in there. For the people to hear. They gotta know how the fucking podcast happens. Alright, welcome back to the fucking podcast. I got my man, the baby sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. I Hate Black People himself. Wow. You're still bringing that up. Good love. Alright. I forgot the curveball to start it out. Yeah, well, you did. Yeah. I'm too tired for this shit. Yeah, he's all tired. He's been volunteering and shit and being a fucking hero. Yeah, you know me. I went my ass home after work. I said, fuck that. I wanted to go home, but I'm one of those guys that, like, if I volunteer for something, I feel obligated to, like, you know, pull through on it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Like, for example, I told my friend, like, a year ago I was going to go to his guitar recital last night, and I still I still followed through. I put it on my calendar. I went to the, I went to the recital. I saw him play and everything. Right. Because I promised him I would go, you know? That I... That feels shitty to me if somebody promised me they would go to something of mine, like they'd help me sure. out or they would attend something of mine. I know how that feels because it's happened to me before. People bail on me all the time and it fucking feels shitty. So yeah. I don't do it to other people. People aren't so great. No, I don't. But I don't do it to other people. If I don't, I, I don't it, like them. Yeah. Oh. So. Uh. What are we just talking about? Black people. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, let's get away from that real yeah, fucking please, fast. Please. I I love them, for the record. Yeah, but even I, if I tell you I love them, you're not gonna believe me. So no, you're most racist guy. I fucking know. Mm, okay. Next to most of my family. Okay. It's yeah, sad but true. Sad but true. Hey, what kind of topics we got there? Uh, you wanted to talk about Tupac. I don't know why, but I think that was your idea. No, I'm pretty sure it was yours. No, that was your idea, but all right, whatever. We'll go with it. So uh, there's a lot of theories out there about Tupac's death. Apparently, they just made some like pretty badass A&E like, little documentary or something. I haven't seen it yet, so probably shouldn't bring it up, but my mom was just telling me about it. And um, I used to be a big Tupac fan, and uh, you know, I got, I got a little into some of the conspiracy theories and people that had set him up and, you know puffy and big had a murdered and all these different things and uh i mean from what she was telling me it pretty much boils down to you know some gang member shit because the night the tupac died he just like 10 minutes before he died got in a big fight like at a at a, a casino you know there's video of it and shit they were like all going crazy fucking throwing chairs at each other and shit and um so that happened they beat up this gang member and then 10 minutes later tupac's fucking dead Supposedly the guy shot him. Makes sense, you know. I mean, but, um, yeah, gang activity that happens. Yeah. Oh, it's it's not good. And um. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Turn, turn my gain up. I turn your gain up. I turn your gain up in your face. No. Uh, How's that? Is that better for you, little baby? Yeah. Share? Okay. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's a good call. All right. Um. And then uh. See, the, the interesting thing about Tupac is 
he had a ton of songs about his death and coming back to life and even like faking his death. There's like, there's like some really interesting lyrics, you know. Um, and yet he hasn't come back to life yet. He's dead as fuck, for sure. There's a lot of people that for a long time were like, no, you know, he's he's hiding out. He's going to come back in, you know, 2017, 20 years That's later. It's like the Elvis conspiracy. Everybody thinks Elvis isn't actually dead. He just faked his death and he's on some island somewhere. That's what they said about Tupac, too. I yeah. mean, they got Photoshop articles everywhere like, Elvis is alive. Oh, my God. He's, you know, he's hiding out in Puerto Rico or some shit. Like, no, he's not. No. Conspiracy theories. That should have been that should have been that topic. Conspiracy theories. Dude, we got to get Mitch on the podcast for that. Apparently, he's like pretty big into some conspiracy theories. Mitch. Yeah. Oh. Shouldn't yeah. Say his, his, his full name. name. Yeah. yeah okay. Say his full name. Fam. We might have to fucking beep that out. Oops. Um. I was listening to one of our other podcasts the other day, just kind of randomly clicking through there, and we had a spot where I said like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I could say that my name is," and I said it. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to edit that out now. But, like, I guess I did edit it so that it was like, yeah, well, I could say that my name is Beep. And, like, I put in a, a tone, you know, and I was like, oh. ah, I didn't know I even did that. And I was like, that's funny, you know, so. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, uh, I, I, don't really, I don't really got much else to say about Tupac other than look into the seven-day theory to fucking blow your mind. I don't know. I mean, that's all. It's all about conspiracy theories. I'm not really into conspiracy theories very much, you know. Yeah. Doesn't really affect my life. So. Yeah. Now, so okay, so there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there. Are there any that you're into or think they might have some uh, some weight to them? Um, <clears throat> list some off, and I'll tell you. Nine eleven. Um, that one, uh, that, that, like the conspiracy theory that Bush did, did 9-11 or yeah. like that we had something to do with it. Right. Um, <clears throat> I don't believe that one just because of what's still going on today. I think if America had anything to do with 9-11, it would have resolved itself by now. Okay. Or at least we would have, we, we would have brought to justice whatever happened, the information would have dug up by now. Right. So some, somebody had to have been digging deep enough to try to find out. And if they haven't found out by now, it, it's, it's been literally almost 20 years since nine 11 happened. <clears throat> my theory, my, my theory I guess is, it has been, that's fucking crazy. It's kind of weird. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I still remember the day it happened. I, I, I remember the day it happened and I, I don't know. I, I don't believe the conspiracy theory that America had anything to do with 9-11 just because I feel like people are dedicated enough to that kind of thing that they would have found some information on that already. Right. If, if, if we had anything to do with it. I wholeheartedly blame everybody who was involved with, uh, with Al-Qaeda and whoever the fuck drove the planes into, right. the, into the buildings. I think it's wholeheartedly their fault. Yeah, I think so too. And to be fair, I never looked into the 9-11 conspiracy theories at all maybe there are some interesting facts but i just i don't have enough knowledge to even fucking bring it up but i think it's just a joke that everybody still uses nowadays just because they i mean 9-11 is obviously not funny at all like right. there's nothing really funny about it same thing like i mean we'll make uh, like nowadays because we weren't involved and we weren't around at the time we'll still make jokes about like world war ii and stuff just because we don't actually know what the hell happened back then yeah it's just weird for us to make jokes about 9-11 but i think it's something that people still try to make it as like a humorous yeah. situation even though like thousands of people died that right day. yeah um which was kind of fucked up but 
I, I, I don't, I don't really, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. So, right. Yeah. It's not good. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. So, uh, here's, here's one that I think is actually worth a lot of the arguments is the moon landing being a hoax. Oh, you mean like Neil Armstrong being the first man on the moon? Well, yeah. I mean, supposedly there, I mean, the, the moon landing theory people, they, they say that we never and still haven't gone to the moon at all. They say it's all, it was all faked to, um, to beat the Russians. Well, the the Soviets, yeah, Gavriel Poruski, Isimeriki, those fucking guys. Why? Because they launched Sputnik on my birthday. Did they? Not directly on my birthday, but the date of my birthday, they launched Sputnik. August twelfth. Incorrect. Is that way off? Yes. September. I'm not going to list my birthday on the podcast. If we're worried about names, 14th. I ain't going to put my, my going to put my birthday on here. What month is it? October. I should know that. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Anyways. Um, 1957 in October, the day of my birthday. I thought it was 59. You probably Great. Know uh, I said 1957. People are going to look up the damn date if they hear this anyways. So fuck it. October 4th, 1957. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. Sheriff's actually 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Good low. Um, so, uh, yeah, with this, with this, uh, these Russians, that was in the Cold War and shit, and everybody's trying to like beat each other at I didn't really, technology uh, and all that shit. The weird thing is, I did a report on the Cold War when I was in like junior high school, and I don't remember a damn thing about what exactly the Cold War was about. Right. <laughs> I just remember it had something to do with like Russia and America hating each other. Right. So that, yeah, that, that that's about it. Um, that being said, I don't believe that the moon landing was a hoax at all because we have made it to space. NASA exists. We have aircrafts and astronauts in space all the time. There's a lot of people in denial about that, which well, seems crazy to me. But I mean, I think we have evidence that that, that, that happens, though. It's, like, all, it's all fake, man. Don't you I, know that? I don't. Uh, well, look at the Challenger. For example, I mean, the Challenger, they never made it into space, but they were on their damn way. Yeah, and like fucking, seven people were proved dead when yeah, that happened. Fucking pussies. Wow. Good luck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, uh, Anthony Jeselnik did a stand-up routine where he's talking about that. I, I don't want to do his whole bit. You can find it on Netflix. I'll look it up. Anyways, uh, yeah, so let's forget the flat earth theory and all these people that think we never... Oh, you want to get into that real quick? I, oh, I, man, not, I don't. I, not yet. Not yet. But um, regarding the moon landing one, they they there's a bunch of stuff that is worth questioning. I think in that, such as okay, so um, and here's the thing: don't jump to conclusions, okay? Because I'm getting to it. But here's their argument, okay? Is that if you look at the video when they're standing on the moon, the fucking flag's waving. There's no wind, you know, when there's no atmosphere. There's nothing there, right? Um, so that's an interesting one. And oh, then, well, actually, yeah. I didn't even think. I haven't actually seen the, the video. Yeah. Yeah, there's, as far as you know, there wouldn't be wind on the moon. There wouldn't be, for sure. Even NASA would agree with that. I'll get into this. I'll get to that. But um, that, and then um, there's a lot of weird shit with shadows, too, where it's like, the shadow's going this way, but then the shadow's going this way for the other guy, and that makes it look like there are lights set up 
behind the camera to the side, that's what would cast that, you know? And uh, so that's, there's a couple interesting spots there. And there's also one where it shows an astronaut standing behind the, um, like, lander or whatever, and it's casting a big giant shadow on him, and he's standing completely in the shadow, but he's, like, perfectly lit up. And it's kind of like, huh. I don't know if that should be that way, you know? I might have to check this out and see what's going on. Yeah, that, and um, then not seeing any stars. There's no footage of any stars, you know? They're all standing out there against the black sky, and it's just pitch black, you know? So they think that shouldn't be the case, you know? And um, so, very interesting and worth questioning, but... So then, did on, they did they just send like some probe into space just to like, you know, no throw see, people off? No. So what they what they think is that that was all faked and shot in the desert, in Air Force One, is that, not Air Force One. What's it called? Area Fifty One. Yeah. Excuse me. I sound like an idiot. Well, I mean, was it televised? I don't know if they had television at that time. Oh yeah, it was all televised, but they could record that and play it right. People wouldn't be any wiser. They'd be they like, "Could, but oh, I mean, I mean, if the they moon. made the announcement, if they made the announcement that like, oh, well, we're we're gonna do the shuttle launch. I'm sure people tried to show up to that. Like, right. oh my god, we're about to launch our first shuttle into space. Like, so, yeah. I want to be here for that. You know. So yeah, I guess the theory they would be that they shot some random thing into space and it fucking burn up or you know went off in the distance where you couldn't see it or whatever. I don't know. Um, these are more reasons why I don't believe that, but. They actually tested this on Mythbusters, right? That's what they fucking do. And they recreated everything as well as they could, you know? And uh, so, if you watch it, the flag thing, that was an interesting one. I was kind of like, fuck, what's that about, you know? But what they say is that if you look, it's not waving by itself. It waves when they touch it and they, you know, sit it in the ground and then it waves. And it keeps waving and keeps waving because there's no atmosphere, Right. None. There's no air like we have here that's fucking pressing in on everything. Yep. All this friction to make something stop, you know? So when you don't have any atmosphere, it just it just goes on and on. Not forever, but way longer than normal, you know? Right. So they tested it. They went and got like a giant vacuum chamber that they use for testing whatever the fuck it was. Normally at some fucking, you know plant or something and they recreated that event in there basically you know so they just barely touched this flag and it fucking waved and waved and waved and waved and like fuck look at that you know like i never would have thought that and um they didn't have like um the actual like moon dust but they tried to like recreate that as well as they could like it has like a uh like a reflection scale or something, you know, it's scientific and I watched it a long time ago. I don't remember, but, um, and they tried to recreate the, the guy in the shadow, you know, Mm -hmm. and it turns out that like what the moon is made of is like super reflective. It reflects a lot of light. So like, you know, light coming down will reflect off of that. Well, yeah. And illuminate things, you know? I mean, if you look at the moon, a bright moon in the summertime, but it lights up things pretty damn good. It does. Right. It's reflective. So, exactly. And um so uh they debunked that and then what 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 else did I point out? There were several things that were sketchy. Um shadows. 
Yeah. Black Sky. Black yeah. Sky. The Black Sky one. I don't even remember what they did for that, but I mean, I think it had something to do with the moon being so reflective. It's like it's like when you're looking outside and it's bright, and then you go into a room that's like dimly lit, like you can't see fucking anything for a minute, you know? Yeah. And I think it's something like that because the moon's reflecting so much that like the little dull, you know, well, I mean, stars aren't like lighting up. That like makes that. sense because if you think if you think about it, um, you know, you're, when you're in a big city atmosphere like Chicago, for example, um, you look up at the sky, light pollution. Yeah. yeah, there's so much light reflecting off. You can't see shit in the sky. Go to go to the country. Go sit out in a cornfield or something. Watch the sky. Oh my god. Stars everywhere. Yeah. Because there's no light reflecting off. You can't see, like, you, there's no light coming from where you are. Yeah. You could see the sky perfectly. And I mean, I've tested this multiple times myself and not, not really like tested, quote unquote, but like I've just, you know, looked up at the sky from like city point of view and rural point of view. Oh, sure. Completely different. So if you, so take the moon, for example, if you're on a completely reflective surface like that, yeah, I could probably imagine you're not going to see stars in the sky, especially from a camera's point of view. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that if you were on the moon, you'd see stars like fucking crazy, but I think it's like a contrast thing with the camera, you know, this bright ass white fucking moon reflecting and then like, you know, some dim little stars in the background. I just don't think it cuts through. I think that's what the theory was. Probably, probably fucking wasn't even that, but um, that would make sense to me. Speaking of which. Yeah. Space is a vacuum. That's weird. It is fucking weird. That's weird. Like I try to understand it, I can't. It it, make, it makes me wonder like it makes me wonder like we have an atmosphere where we can breathe air and it's it's totally fine. Yeah. We do what's normal down here and like we survive. And then we step like a we step like a mile or two out of the atmosphere and it's like yeah. <gasps> nothing. You can't breathe. Yeah. How is that possible? Like what what the fuck happens? Like you just is it that's why I believe in science more than anything, because if it really is oxygen and carbon dioxide and all that other shit that you really need, and it just disappears after a certain point, that's just amazing. Like, unbelievable. Know. You know? This is unbelievable. Oh, space for sure. just doesn't have that shit. So, right. Yeah, I don't, see. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> and I've heard some weird, uh, some weird questions. This is from, like, flat earth people, right? Where they, they question, like, if, if space is a vacuum, then why doesn't it suck all the air out of Earth? Right? That is something I've always wondered. Like, if it really, if you really like, like, if your oxygen just completely depletes when you are exposed in space, why doesn't it, why, why doesn't Earth's oxygen completely disappear? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I think it's because of gravity. I think because if it's, why aren't we flying into space, right? Because we're fucking being sucked down to the earth, you know? So I think it's, I think that those gases, they have weight. It's not much, but it's, you know, some weight and different gases have different weights, of course. But I think that they're being pulled towards the earth and it makes like a fucking bubble. Science is amazing. Again, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about for the record. That makes sense though. I mean, that, that makes sense. Gra- gravity is gravity definitely has something to do with it. I, I um I, I would say especially like that that is the reason we're not flying into space is because the core is sucking us in right yeah. now. Like just imagine, like think about think about I that. Feel for a sucked second. in. Think about that for a second. If the ground weren't here right now, like we could feel like we're sitting on our asses right now. If none of this was here, 
we'd be falling straight into the center. Yeah. It's like it'd be like a black hole. So weird. We're we're basically like we're, we're basically being blocked blocked from a black hole right now. If you think about it. Yeah. You get you get sucked in to a black hole and you get compressed into like <laughs> fucking nothing. Just fucking ugh, gravity. And then wow. you're a dot. Does, I bet it hurts to be a dot. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. It's not good. It's what's interstellar. Fuck yeah, so good. I don't want to spoil it. The part wherein they... All the parts. There's so many parts. Well, we dove down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That went from Tupac to Tupac to space. Like It did, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how, but Oh, because we said like Tupac theories and conspiracy theories and fucking astronauts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the Mythbusters thing. Okay, one final point regarding that. The one that really sold me that I was like, fuck, that explains it to me was that when they landed on the moon. They put this thing out. I don't know what the fuck it's called. I wish I did because I'd sound like I knew what I was talking about. But there's this reflective surface that has like all these little like, let's say mirrors pointing in all these different directions where no matter what angle you point a light at it, it reflects right back at you, right? Just the way it's designed, it always will reflect right back at you, right? No matter where you are. And I think they did that for location purposes from Earth, if I understand correctly. So That makes sense. They tested that, right? They said, okay, well, we know where that thing's supposed to be on the moon. If that thing's fucking there, we should be able to send a high-powered laser beam into space, hit that fucking thing, and it should reflect right back at us, you know? So what they did to test it, they went to some place that has this goddamn giant fucking radar laser beam or whatever the fuck it is, and they they shot that at the moon in these different locations, and nothing was happening. It wasn't coming back. And then they put in the coordinates for the place where the fucking reflective thing is supposed to be, and it fucking popped up. They got a signal back. So I was like, I'm convinced. How the fuck is that happening if that thing isn't there and we didn't go up there and put it there? You know what I mean? So Right, right. That pretty much sold me on it. And uh, I'm a reasonable person, you know? I'm willing to entertain these theories and hear them out, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I thought they were those were some valid points. Um, but I mean, they really, they disproved all of them on Mythbusters. And then that final one, I was like, God damn, how do you argue with that? So since then I'm, I'm like a hundred percent on board. That makes sense. They landed on the moon. It's all of Mythbusters. They're, yeah. re- they're really good at that shit. They're that smart. A good they're one. smart motherfuckers. Oh, for sure. Okay. What <clears throat> other topics we got? There? Starting a band. Fuck. Yeah. All right. You talk about no, I was I thought I thought I had my guitar. I was like, you start talking, I'm gonna fucking rip a fucking lead. I don't I can't no, play leads. No, you you shouldn't you, you don't pick this guitar up. Yeah. I got I got some opinions about starting a band. You tell me about so, this. So so here's the deal. I was in a band I was in a band when I was in high school going into college. What was no. it called? It was called One Year Rain. We were, we were okay. We wrote some decent songs. We had put out a couple albums. It was pretty good. You know? I mean Obviously, we weren't the best thing around, you know. The we there's better stuff out there, but you you weren't the best band in the world. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we weren't. We weren't the best. You band fucking in the world. kidding me? Yeah, I know, right? Okay. Um, so 
that I don't know I don't know what the hell happened, but like that felt so easy to like pick up and go. We had right. rehearsal like once a week. It was so much fun. Wrote songs, we were good at it, and people liked our shit. That's and then like we went our separate ways. The band's still a thing. They just have different members now. Um, right. But like I'm out here. I'm trying to like start a band and it doesn't like every time I try to start, it's like something is holding somebody back from doing that. I don't know if it's maybe because I'm being too lazy. I'm not being forceful enough about it. Or if it's because they're just being pussies about the whole situation. Like there's one guy I jam with all the time and he, and like, he's, he's pretty good. He, he like, we like the same style of music and everything. You know, we, we, we vibe as musicians and, the one time I mentioned like, Hey man, let's get like rehearsals going. Let's get some people involved in this. You know, let's, you know, start a band. And he's like, eh, I don't really want to commit. I just kind of want to write stuff. And blah, blah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't want to be involved with you. If all you want to do is sit around and just studio. Like that's the it's point. Funny. It sounds, that sounds like a girl talking to a guy. She's, you know, and she's like, well, let's make this thing official. Like, what's the problem, you know? And right, he's I like, know. I don't want to commit. Like, just can't we just hang out and do this? Like, why does it got to be official? Like, why does it got to be a thing, you know? Right. And it's, that was it's a kinda, parallel I just had. That's kind of, well, it kind of what it feels like. And then, yeah. And it feels but I like, love you. <laughs> right? Good love. Uh, I can't say I feel the same way. Mm. Um, I love <clears> you <throat> like a friend. Good. Oh. But all in all, I, I don't know what it is, but starting a band was so easy when you were in high school, and it's so not easy now. I don't yeah. fucking get it. <laughs> it doesn't matter who I ask, because somebody's always too busy to do it, or they're just, they don't want to, they want to do something completely different, and I'm fucking lost. So, what about you? You ain't starting, you ain't starting this band. You're a rapper. You, 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 your band is your controller. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely. I've never been in a band. Um, I think it would be fucking fun. You know, I like the idea of it. I'm not a very good musician. You know, like I don't, I don't really play an instrument well. You know what I mean? Like, I can fuck around on the keyboard and I can play on the guitar, but we could start this Lincoln Park cover band. You could be Mike Shinoda. Yeah. All right. I could fucking handle that. Mike Shinoda taking over the globe. Uh All right. We'll worry about that later. Crawling. I can't do that. No, we'd have to find. We'd have to outsource that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. I mean, I've definitely debated. I don't know. I mean, I think if I was in the right situation with the right people, I think that I could do some sort of hip hop synth related fucking thing. You know, like where like I made beats and a drummer played along to it, and there were a guitar player was playing along to it, but I had like synths and you know what you should do? and shit. Maybe, you know, you should do what machine gun. Kelly's doing. What's he he's doing? like a giant rock rapper, right? Like he's a, uh, he's performing a rock on the range. I don't know why or how he got that gig. He is the only hip hop artist. I know that is performing at rock on the range. There's a festival that's dedicated to rock music, right? So somehow he's doing it. Right. That's what you should do. Look him up. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Something like that would be fun. I mean, I, I always think about... I always think about when I'm an old man, what am I going to regret? And I think never going on tour would be something I regret. 
I mean, and people say like, oh, going on tour, like, yeah, it's fucking awesome, but oh, it's just the grind of, you know, traveling so much and all that. Yeah, yeah but from like, what I hear, it is pretty exhausting. You got to be dedicated as fuck to do that kind of thing. Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you kind of want that experience in life? I mean, the experience is nice, but like, I think, I don't know. I mean, you look at those big acts and whatnot, like, they, they've got a made, they've got all these fans, but it's, it's pressure. Oh, sure. Like, you got you to think about it. You got to be a solid group, and you have to be really confident in what you're doing. If you're not, that crowd's going to smell it, and they ain't going to like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you look at all those big acts out there, the one thing, besides their musicianship, you know, they're all really fucking talented, or maybe they're not even that talented to musicians, but the one thing they all have in common like, take Blink-182. Not the most talented musicians in the world, but Blink-182, they got the stage presence better than anybody out there I've ever seen. They right. will get a crowd riled up faster than any other band. Have you I, seen them play? I, I haven't seen them live myself, but I've seen videos. I haven't either, yeah. Um, but then, like, take that, like, along with, uh, along with like, bands like Godsmack or... Uh, I th- the only exception, the only exception I find is Tool. Tool doesn't get into their shit, but... Their audience, they've their their audience knows what to expect. Right. That that's the difference. Like, if somebody goes to see Tool, they understand what's going on. Yeah. You know. Um. But then take like take bands like Avenged Sevenfold, Godsmack. Um. Let me think. Fucking Three Days Grace, for example. You know. Right. All these big acts. The Iron Maiden, another big one. Iron Maiden. What sets them apart, what makes them famous, and what makes them keep going and people keep coming to see them is the fact that they put on a fucking phenomenal show. Right. It doesn't matter how talented they are. The fact that they just get on stage and do what they do is enough. Hip-hop's like that, too. I mean, because most of the time, the hip-hop artist does not even sound like the song at all. Like, even Drake, for instance, I'm, I mean... Now, I mean, I don't ever really listen to him, but, like, I used to be a real big fan, like, years back. You know, he put out a couple albums that I really still like a lot. And when he would go to perform, it's not like the song at all. Like, in his song, you might be, you know, might be rapping like this, and, like, it's all, like, calm and shit. But then when he's on stage, he's, like, rapping shit, yeah, you know? It's, like, it doesn't even sound like the song anymore, you know? But, like, he's saying the words, but... Oh yeah, I remember, I'd just be like, "What is this? That. It's not even." I think uh, when Drake first became big, uh, um, that was when Forever came out. Yeah, you know that song, Forever, like two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when that when that came out, he did a he did a performance with Eminem and Lil Wayne because he had those guys on right. featured on the song with him. Um, I remember I remember watching watching a live performance of that. Um, and uh, he wasn't rapping at all like he did on the studio version. He was yeah. he was going nuts, and I mean, same thing with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne went nuts, yeah. even more. And Lil Lil Wayne's all all about that deep voice, like yeah, here I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that kind of thing. And uh, Eminem, he's the same way. Eminem's an exception. He's he's the same way studio and stage, that, right? That it, and it also depends on if he's using Slim Shady or Marshall Mathers or Eminem, sure. whatever the fuck he's doing, but. Um, no, I mean every like everybody will get riled up and because like you know they're trying to get everybody to just go along with them. You yeah, know? it's a lot different. So so yeah, I mean it's back to putting on a good show versus being a good artist, you know, or performing well or whatever. So um, who was it? Uh, somebody was telling me they went to like a two chains concert or something, and he fucking sucks. All right, I I don't like his music at all. I don't think he's a good 
songwriter or anything. Puts on a great show. He gets out there and has a fucking party. Lights are fucking going. Probably bitches on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just completely imagining. I've never seen a performance of his, but I just imagine there's probably some bitches there. Right. If I probably. was him, I'd have some bitches there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, lights going, and he's putting on a fucking show and getting everybody into it. It's like, and it's fun. And you end up leaving like, fuck, that was awesome. Yeah. He wasn't good. <laughs> you know, he wasn't fucking good. He went yeah. up there and just fucking yelled into the mic and fucking made hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know. So. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know, one of the best acts on this planet Who? that you should probably see, even though you probably will never see them, oh. Rammstein. Ah, I bet they put on a good show. Dude, I... Do hush. Do hush. You know that's not their only song, right? It is. It's not their only song. It's their only song. No, I, I, I've got more of... Rammstein on my playlist that then Duhast isn't one of the songs actually. Duhast. Um but uh that is the one song that the US completely freaked out over when they started playing it. I mean yeah. I mean, you know, the dedicated fans of Rammstein obviously knew what else the fuck they were playing, and I became one of them after I saw them live by right. accident. So I'll tell you the story. Uh, Chicago Open Air Festival that came out like a couple years ago. Uh, I went to, I think I went to the um, the opening year, like the first year they had it, because they had um, my favorite band is Chevelle, right? Chevelle, I was, like Chevelle, yeah. yeah. Chevelle was opening for Rammstein, so I was like, oh, okay, well, Chevelle's playing, fuck, I'll go. That's that that look, that sounds awesome. Ninety nine yeah. bucks a ticket, not bad, especially considering like I'm seeing, I, I, I think. Um, God, who opened up for Chevelle? I don't even remember who opened up for them. Meshuggah was playing over on the side stage, and Meshuggah's a pretty big deal too. So yeah, um, I can't what I can't think of one of their songs. Meshuggah, yeah, Bleed. It's the one with like the super like polyphonic drum rhythms that they have. Like I, I'll, I'll, have I'll to show check you. It out. I'll show you. Um, but they're they're like a Swedish big like screamo metal band. Okay. They're actually pretty good musicians. I can't really get into that kind of thing just because it's. I don't like screaming very much, but um, no. So I saw Chevelle, and I was I was there for that concert, and then uh, Rammstein happened to be opening. I was like, ah, screw it. I don't got plans for the rest of the night, so I'll stick around and see him. I kind of regret feeling the way I did about seeing them because when I saw them, I'm like, wow. Okay, first of all, they never tour the U.S. like ever. They come around once in a blue moon. Secondly. That was one of the best shows I'd ever seen. Really? Ever. You could feel the pyrotech. I was I had to be a thousand feet away. And you could feel the pyrotechnics. Shit. It was insane. Huh. Like it like so many flames, so many lights. Uh, like uh God, they were doing some weird shit on stage, but they made it work. Like their mic stands too. They got like custom mic stands on stage where um the singers they have like they have really cool microphones. First of all, I don't even know what brand they are, but um the mic stands they activate them with their feet. So it's like uh it's like a spring loaded mic stand that they, they push it down when they're not using it and they use their feet to lift it back up when they ah. need it. So it doesn't get in their way. Interesting. It's really cool. And uh, the lead singer, he's got a handheld mic. That's actually a magnet that he puts like, as if he's got a, like, like a sword or something mm. on his, uh, on his side. Um, yeah, it's got like a magnetic clip, so he uses the mic as kind of like hmm. his holster, I guess. I don't know. It seems like it would fuck with the signal or something. No, not really. No, they're like they got some high technical shit. Hmm. The coolest part, though, the keyboardist, the synth- the synthesizer player of the band, he's walking on a treadmill the whole time. 
What? They've got like a treadmill on stage. And he's while he's playing, he's just walking in time to the beat. Really? Everything's in time. I'm like, what the fuck? How are you doing? And he's walking backwards. He's walking karaoke side. He's doing all this nut shit. Well, just funny. Killing it on the keyboards. I'm like, damn. This is the best show I'd ever seen. Right. Ever. Like, like nothing beats this up to this point. Huh. And I and I and I've seen Chevelle three times. They still haven't beaten that. Right. You know? You know, puts on a pretty good show. And it's not, well. They didn't have any kind of fancy shit. I mean, I saw them twice, and they didn't have any kind of pyrotechnics. It was nothing like that. It was just like they sounded fucking awesome. Singer killed it and shit. Seven Dust. Hmm. I haven't seen Seven Dust live yet. They fucking rock, son. I saw them in like 2003. They just came out with that album, um, Seasons, which is... One of my favorite albums of all time. Fucking awesome. They rocked so fucking hard, man. I was like I was like 13 years old or something, you know? And um, I always remember that. That was crazy. And then um, I saw him again when I was like 21 or 22 or something, you know, like many years later. And uh, goddamn, they rocked hard as fuck. Like, I took my friend with me who's just pretty much strictly rap. He doesn't, he's not into rock music at all, you know? And uh, by the end of the show, he was up there fucking, yeah! fucking devil horns fucking they they fucking wailed that was awesome nice so. yeah i've never seen seven dust how do we get on this what are we what are we talking about that we're talking this? about starting a band yeah okay so yeah let's do that okay we'll figure that out later we get this band next topic fancy dinners i don't like them all right, I'm down. Let's hear this. See, because you said stop being trash earlier, and that made me think. Anytime I go to dinner, I feel like low class trash, like a nice dinner. Why? I don't know how it works. That's the point to not feel like trash. I don't know how it works. That's why I don't belong in these places. Okay, I haven't had many nice meals in my life, but when I have, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm sitting there all awkward, like I'm looking around trying to see what everybody else is doing. They got like you know multiple forks and shit sitting around and I'm just sitting there like trying to watch people and like then they put down something on the table and everybody's kind of chatting and I'm like do we grab that do we do we get it with our fork that we haven't touched yet do we get a napkin and grab it so you just weren't taught proper manners that's the problem that is exactly the case because when I grew up we didn't have family dinners you know there's nothing like that I never once had a family dinner where we sat down and talked about our days you know we just we'd hang out and which is how i like it i'm a casual guy you know i'm not about tight rules and shit and you know well that's not how you do it don't oh no you know you got to sit sit up straight you know it's like yeah fuck off i'm gonna hang out and have my fucking spaghettios for dinner leave me alone i think i I do think that has everything to do with your upbringing and i mean yeah so I, i i can't hold it against you because you know you know you were brought up in a completely different environment than i was but right I fucking love fancy dinners. Really? It's an excuse. I, I love I love dressing up and shit. I I, I mean <clears throat> I don't mind that. Yeah, I, I I love dressing up and I love like taking. I love going going to like fancy restaurants with my family. It feels like you know. First of all, I'm about to have a fucking good meal. You know. Secondly, you know we're together at this like this highest this high end establishment like this four or five star place. Right. And you feel like you're above the world for like a minute. 
I don't feel like that. I feel like I got to get the fuck out of there. I see. I, I feel. And I hate I to spend money on top of that. Anytime, like I'm looking at the menu, I'm not thinking about what I want. I'm thinking about that's What's too cheap? expensive. That's too expensive. I'm looking for a value, right? So, like, I'm looking through there. I went to this one fancy restaurant down at the beach one time with, you know, some friends. I felt super awkward. It was the same situation. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, and I felt so nervous and trashy. You know, like I'm all nervous about like don't put my elbows on the table and all these things. You know, I just felt very self conscious. I didn't like it, and um. But then when I got the menu, I was looking through it, and I was just like, God damn, $27, $30, $28. I was like, man, fuck all that. And then I found something that was like $23. I was like, Jesus Christ, I would never spend that much on a meal. Fucking never, you know? And I was like, that's, that's like a couple hours of work, you know? I was like, I ain't fucking busting ass for two hours for this goddamn meal that I don't even fucking really want, you know? And um, so then... uh. I, you know, I remember this particular time, it was like $23, and I got a piece of chicken, which was delicious, you know, they, it was like, you know, fucking, in some kind of special seasoning, it was fucking good, and white rice, and I ate the whole fucking thing in like three minutes, $23, I was just like, man, fuck fancy restaurants, man, this fucking sucks. Well, you gotta, you gotta think about it, I mean, those fancy restaurants, they're charging, they're, they're not... They're not just charging for what the food costs, because uh, think about think about it like what we do for a living. You know, you're you're paying not just for the product, you're paying for the value of what you're what kind of service you're getting, as well as like you know warranty type stuff and whatnot. And obviously, you can't get warranty on food, but um, you know if you go to like a five star restaurant and you know some like say like a plate of salmon and special seasoning and mashed potatoes or whatever the fuck you get say, not salmon and mashed potatoes that's on steak and mashed potatoes for example like a like a 10 ounce filet mignon really well prepared filet mignon with like prepared a certain way you get vegetables and mashed potatoes to go with it and everything like that and they're just prepared to perfection got to think of what kind of labor went into that what kind of expertise the chef puts into that kind of thing you know sure well that's different than chicken and rice though well, even still, I mean, that chicken and rice, you could have prepared it yourself at home for uh, easily not even $5, probably. Oh, way less. But way less. E- exactly. Yeah. Exactly my point. But if you're getting that at a restaurant for $18, whatever you ended up paying for 23. it- 23. I'll never let it go. 23. You're also paying for the chef's expertise in making sure that was prepared to perfection to his liking. That's that's kind of why, that's kind of the point of these I fancy restaurants. I think what restaurants. I'm paying for- is to feel fancy. That's what I think. That that could also have something to do with it. I'm paying for these nice cloth napkins. That's what I'm paying for is all Probably. this fucking bullshit. Probably. My chicken and rice is all right. You know, it's pretty good, but I could have got that anywhere. You know what I mean? But you do got to keep in mind. I mean, they're not good. I mean, I mean, a five a talented chef isn't going to work at some... Is, it, it, you're not going to put a five-star chef at a McDonald's. Right. Because they're going to cook those burgers all the same anyway, and he's not going to get anything out of his life. Right. You know? They're going to put a five-star chef at some at, at a restaurant that it's going to mean something yeah. to him and to the and to the consumer. So really, know? what I guess what I'm getting is that if you're going to have a badass chef who can make all this crazy shit, you should probably take advantage of it, get a $30 meal, and get something fucking awesome instead of... Because, like, you're going to pay a fortune for whatever it is. 
I mean, if you want to look at it that way, you want your chicken and rice made by this guy. It's going to cost you a lot. Basically, I mean, I mean, I mean, think think about it like this: you're gonna you're gonna pay like you're gonna pay you know three hundred bucks for some Behringer mixer. You're gonna pay like four hundred bucks for the next step up and get like a Presonus thing, right? You know, think about it like that. So, interesting. But, uh, I was I was going somewhere with this. I don't remember where I was going. I don't know. Uh, you love fancy restaurants. I mean, I do like them. I do like them. Now, if you ever go to a fancy restaurant, do you think it's rude if you put the mashed potatoes in your ass? No, no no gravy though. No. What if it's got gravy? No. Okay. I wouldn't put the gravy. I wasn't sure. I wouldn't put the gravy in my ass. People seemed to think it was rude when I did it. So. You put mashed potatoes in your ass for real? <laughs> I mean, I told you I didn't know what to do. I felt wow, a- I felt awkward. Everybody else felt awkward after that too. So, I'm sure I would have felt awkward too. I don't know. It's it's another reason why I don't like them. I'm like, what am I putting on airs? I can't put mashed potatoes in my own ass. Give me a fucking break. This is getting weird real quick. Good, uh- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're doing putting mashed potatoes in your ass, but you need to stop and oh. rethink your life for a minute. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't done it in a while, so. All right. Uh, I think we got some story time. You got a story you got to tell? Okay, yeah. For a second, I was like, fuck, what was my story supposed to be? Let's talk about racism. Okay. Is that your story? It is. Okay. All right, so I got this. It's a very short story. When I was I might not have anything in to college, to I, was co- I thought about talking about this because I was telling uh, my cube mate about this earlier today. And um, so... I was uh, like 20 years old, okay? I think I was like a sophomore going to ECU in my Spanish class. My teacher was super cool. You know, I think he was from South America or something. Very cool guy. And um, we happened to have a couple of black people in our class, okay? And uh, so... Why does that matter? We'll get to that, okay? So, you ever heard of Tanqueray? Tanqueray? Yeah. Is that like a brand? Yeah. Oh, gin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. Go. Tanqueray. Okay, so when I was like uh, a teenager, when I was like 15 or whatever, me and my cousin were like obsessed with the Tanqueray commercials because they had a, a spokesman. He was a British guy, happened to be black, okay? And he was, you know, we just thought he was funny and he'd always say like, and that's how you Tanqueray. We used to like walk around and say that shit all the time, right? So... All these years later, I'm 20 and I'm um, sitting in this class and I think we were talking Spanish and saying something about like, ah, cervezas and this and that. And, you know, I don't remember. Somebody was like, how do you say gin or something? And somebody brought up Tanqueray and my teacher didn't know what Tanqueray was or something. I was like, I was like, you never heard of Tanqueray? And I was like talking to the whole class. I was like, oh man. I was like, it's awesome. I was like, I was like, you ever seen those commercials? I was like, yeah. I was like the spokesman. I was like, he's a British guy. Um, I was like, he's, he's black. He's got a British accent. And you should have seen the teacher, like, he was just like, uh, and like, like, like I said the most awkward shit in the world or something, you know, and he just got all like, I don't, I don't know, uh, like, I don't know what black is, I've, I've never heard of that, <laughs> you know, he made it like super fucking weird, and everybody's looking at me, and it got all weird, and I was like, and I, and then I started feeling panic, so instead of like, you know, save the day, I said something along the lines of, I was like, 
because it was I was like yeah I was like yeah you know he's a black guy he's got a British accent and he was like getting all weird and I was like it's a good accent and like we moved on from there but it was like fucking painfully awkward you know um did uh, you get a stern talking to after that I think about it no I didn't do anything wrong you know but I just I remember like when I said it there were a couple black people sitting like a couple rows ahead of me to the right you know and they just were kind of like eyeballing me and shit and i was like i didn't say anything fucked up i didn't say black people are blah 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 i just happened to say yeah the guy was black and he had a british accent because these are true things you know and i just remember i've like my whole life just been so mad about that like motherfuckers i didn't say anything wrong you know see yeah that's a what i say african englishman he's not african-american you know well like (sighs) I mean, that the, there's the, there's gray area in there because like I I took a class in college on on you know um I don't even know what the fuck the class was about anymore like it's the I think I just took it because I needed to make up a credit honestly but it was kind of enlightening because um it had everything to do with like it was a lot of, a lot of it was focused on like racism and systematic like racism and whatnot and, yeah and, and whatnot and like. A lot of people say that's a myth, but keep going. I know, I know. We'll get to that later. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Um, but uh, like I said, I took the class so I could get my credits out of the way, and uh, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit because apparently, you can call a person black, and it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, like most black people don't give a shit if you call them black. It's when you make that a problem that they have a problem with it. Like, it because you are black you know, this is happening and this is a problem. Right. Um, that you can call them black. Oh, like, oh yeah, you're black. Yeah. That's my damn skin color. Okay, cool. And <clears throat> I, I learned that like most people, most black people are not, you know, they're not offended by the fact that you are, you call them black. What they have a problem with is that you, you know, you're afraid to call them black. They actually have a problem with the, with like the fact that white people are afraid to call them black. <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird i i know it's kind of it, it's it's super convoluted and i don't get it at all yeah because like i'm one of those people like i'm i'm totally afraid to i'm totally afraid to just flat out say like oh yeah you're black because i feel like that's like racist to an extent it's really not racist at all i'm just stating i'm stating a fact you're black i'm white i'm white I, I will tell you to the end of the earth you can call me white everybody calls me white i am caucasian i am white that's just yeah a fact and that's not going to upset me. Right. It shouldn't upset anybody else. And it probably doesn't upset anybody else to call them black because they're black. Right. You know? I know. It's very strange. I had a more recent situation. Uh, This is probably, I don't know, two years ago. I thought about this one too. I got through it, but it, it felt a little awkward. Um, I went to the mall with my friends one day. There was like four of us, I think. And there was this one guy with us who I just met. His name was Sam. Happened to be black. Okay. You know, he's like a friend of my friends. Super cool guy, you know. And uh, I just got to know him like, you know, an hour or two before we went to the mall or something. And, you know, we're getting along. I mean, I didn't know him that well, but, you know, we're getting along just fine. And um, so then we go to the mall and I was going to go get a haircut. That's why I says like, I'm definitely going to go get a haircut somewhere while everybody's walking around. So I go walk around. I find one like barbershop in there. You know, and it's like off in the corner, and I go like walking up to the door. All black people in there, not a white person to be found. It was like a black barbershop, you know. 
And I was like, that's typically how barbershops are. Unless you have like some gentleman's barbershop that does like the stupid comb over look and everything. It's, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I was about to walk in there and like, I just was kind of scoping out the scene and I walked away, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, they probably could do a fine job, but I imagine that it's different cutting white people hair and black people hair. It's different types of hair. For sure, you know? Oh, yeah, different genes. I mean, it's not something we can help. And not um, that, you know, my hair's better than anybody else's. It's nothing like that. But, like, I just was kind of like... And maybe I felt a little awkward because I would have been the only white person and maybe it would have been, like, a thing. But, you know, I'm sure they would have cut my hair and probably done a fine job. But I remember I was kind of like, I don't know if... I'm sure they would have welcomed me if I went walking in there. But I was like, I feel like... I don't belong in there so i i left you know and um so then i went walking back out there and i found my friends and uh, they're like oh man i thought you're gonna get your hair cut and i was like yeah i was like i mean i only found one place where they would cut my hair and uh you know <laughs> like i felt like the hesitation because like the you know, guy sam standing there you know and i was like it's like they didn't uh like there weren't any white people in there and uh i was like i just i don't know if they cut white people's hair i was like they probably would i was like it probably would have been fine but like is it different i was like i don't know i feel like it might be different you know like for instance i could probably cut your hair and you know shave your head you will never fucking cut my hair i don't think it works the same if i went to cut a black guy's hair right this is kind of my point so and uh, i mean i yeah i, I mean it, it, it probably is different to an extent and i understand you probably weren't trying to be racist but that probably yeah. came off as racist <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly you know i mean i i kind of explained the situation so because i realized it was going to sound racist before i said it you know you guys saying was cool they didn't say anything about it but i just always felt like is that fucked up i can't tell you know but um there's a couple couple things like that but I was telling the story, my first story that I told. I told that to my cue-mate earlier. And so he he shared a story with me. I think he said that uh, he was working at a, a different place in town here years back, like, you know, fucking 15 years ago or something. And he was talking to somebody, like, in front of a pretty big group of people. Like, it was like a whole room of people. And um, he said something about... Um, someplace in Florida and he was like he's like yeah you know I'm thinking about going to college in Orlando and uh he's like oh Orlando oh man it's the slums da 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 you know this and that and he's like no 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 he's like it's not bad there it's not bad there at all I don't mind it you know and he's like uh, he's like shit it's better than Daytona you ever been to Daytona you know he's like no no what's it like and he's like oh man it's like fucking South Africa there and he said that like everybody went <gasps> you know and he was like no not like that He's like, no, I just mean it's like slums, you know, it's just like run down, poor poverty area, you know. Is South Africa really like that? Oh, a lot of it, for sure. <laughs> there's, I mean, it's like, there's a big dis disparity of wealth because there's a, there's like these giant like shanty towns there or whatever. I was going like, to say, I know there's parts of South Africa that are like better than others from yeah, what I understand. Like anywhere, I suppose, but they're like super rich white people there. They have like really bad like racism there, I guess. And, um. Then there's like a fucking ton of people that live outside of like is Johannesburg, South Africa. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, there's like a fucking ton of people that live in 
cardboard boxes, you know, these little houses they built out of nothing. Um, so that's what he was referring to. But he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, when I said it, he's like, I could tell it could have been taken that way. But then somebody actually gasped and went, <gasps> he's like, he's like, hold on. Not like that. Just because I say South Africa doesn't mean because there happen to be a lot of black people in South Africa, you know, but, um, so you got to be very careful. You don't got to say anything fucked up for it to look like you're saying something fucked up, you know? So. Right, right. Like you can't even acknowledge that somebody is white or black anymore and, you know. Oh, dude, dude, don't even get me started on the whole. uh, Gender. This is actually a good, uh, you want to, you want to talk about gender for a second? We should probably tread lightly, but yeah, you go ahead. Tread lightly, my ass. (laughs) Fucking. Oh my God. Welcome to 2017, the world yeah. where you have to watch what you say because somebody believes they are a woman when they're actually a dude or yeah. they're a dude when they're actually a woman. Right. You can't mess with science. If you have a dick, you're a dude. If you have a vagina, you're a woman. That's fucking biology. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna lay it on I'm gonna lay it on the line here. This also kind of ties into the leftist right. thing that we're gonna get to in a minute here. But I I I get it. I I kind of get it. Like the tran the transgender thing. Cool. You you feel you've got some sort of issue going on in your head that you think you need to resolve by by changing your gender. Do that how you see fit. Don't make it my problem. Right. Exactly. That's. I, I do not, I, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you do with your dick. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're lesbian. I don't care if you, I don't care if you want to shove your dick inside and make it a vagina. I don't give a shit. Right. But don't tell me. I don't think that's me. how it works, but yeah, yeah, I, There's surgical procedures. Apparently they actually just take the dick and like. I, don't I, talk I, about it. Whatever. Um, But don't make it my fucking problem. Right. Like. I'm not going to change the way I live my life just so you can think you're going to have a better one. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. No, no, I will not call you a woman if you believe you're a woman because you have a, like, just because you feel that way. Right. You're a man. You have a dick. Right. It, it It's just how it works. And I know you said tread lightly on this, but like this, it, you can't really mess with science on this one. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of how it works. Um. That, that that's the biggest problem I have with this transgendered movement that's going on, and like, you know, every everybody's talking about the like, you know, suicide rate of transgendered people is because nobody will accept them. No, the suicide rate is because they have a mental issue. Right. It's it has nothing to do with how people treat them because I don't think people treat them any differently. I think they're just making making up things in their head. They're making up these situations in their head where they feel like they they feel like they're being oppressed because of the way they feel. Right, because of the way they think they, they think people should perceive them, and realistically, I just don't, I think people just don't give a shit. Exactly, and they're trying to make this giant. If you look like a guy, I'm going to assume that I should refer to you as sir. Yes, exactly. You know? If I think you're a woman, and I'll call you a woman. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean that's 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 really what it is. Is like I don't care what you do. I don't care at all i don't care about people i don't know and i don't know you so i don't give a shit i don't care what you do with your asshole or your dicks or whatever i just don't give a shit at all i just don't just don't involve me right so i i heard this uh i want to say it was on joe rogan's podcast if i'm not mistaken but somebody was talking about like seeing somebody at a party and it was this guy 
who was like wearing a dress, but he was like fucking hammered or something and like thrown up or something like that. And, you know, so the guy, he, he asks, he's, he's like, Hey man, is, is he okay? And everybody's like, Oh, she is a woman. And he was like, no, no he's like, not. dude, she's <laughs> that, that dude's fucking jacked. Like that's a man. You know what I mean? Like, give me a fucking break. Like it's one thing if, if he was going to wear a wig and like try to live as a woman and convince me that he's a woman, then I'll just assume that he's a woman, like whatever. But like, that's a dude for sure. You know, like look at that fucking jawline kid. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, that's the thing. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't, I I just, I don't give a rat's ass. I'm, I'm like that with so many things. Politics are the same way. I'm always like, yeah, I don't, I just don't give a shit, you know? I just don't I don't care at all about oh, politics. These things that don't concern me. Politics is a completely different wormhole, but like yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't completely sure exactly how I felt about all this until I started listening. You know who Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. You know who he is? I was stuck I was thinking about bringing him up. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's so he He's kinda, swinging me to the right, dude. He's fucking No, he every day every day I listen to his rants, it's just it makes more and more sense. And that's why I'm yeah. bringing up this transgender thing because like I'm basically ver- I'm basically verbatim saying what Ben Shapiro has like said in his speeches. Right. At this point, you yeah. really you just can't mess with science. And he has stated that multiple times with people who have tried to argue like, "Well, gender's not the same thing." Okay. Well then, uh how old are you? 22? Well, why aren't you 60? Right. Why? Why can't uh, you know? Why can't we assume that, or why can't you assume that you're sixty? Why? Why are you not sixty years old? Right. They're like, well, that's not the same. I was like, you can't. You can't just take one thing and make it another just because you feel like it should be. Right. Like that's just not. That's not how science works. Right. And uh, oh, my personal favorite. Um, somebody made the argument like, well, why can't a girl be in the boy Scouts? So like, because there's written rules that say you need to be a boy to be in the boy Scouts. And she was like, well, where's it written in the name boy scout. Right. <laughs> like it's written in the fucking title. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like, you are my, you make, you are my hero. You make so much sense. Like yeah. this, this is, this is absolutely how I felt for years on end. I just could never express it because uh, it never made sense for me to express it. Right. Now I it get does. it. Now I it get does. it. Like, yeah. He just, he totally, that's what he says. Is like, facts don't care about your feelings. Yes. That, that. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is how it is. And you can get offended if you want, but this is, this is correct, you know? And so regarding what we were going to talk about earlier, being leftist or whatever. So, I mean, I never gave a shit about politics at all. I mean, I still don't care very much, but I mean, until really just a few years ago, and I thought that I was a liberal, you know, like I'm for helping oh, people I was too. It's, all these things. And then like, when you learn more about what a leftist is and a liberal, you like, especially like the extreme liberals, you just like, Jesus, I'm not that. No, I'm definitely not no, that, no. you know? I mean, I'm somewhere in the middle, like any sane person should be. If you're like, way too far to the right you're probably a fucking lunatic who is greedy and doesn't want to give up anything for anybody if you're, if you know, you're way but, far to the right you demand that your wife be in the kitchen at all times right and she have a martini waiting for you when you get home exactly that's that, yeah. that's I, i'm not i'm not that but i'm also not the person who not, i'm also not the person who just walks on eggshells like oh my god i shouldn't hold the door for you because you're such a strong woman well she's not she's not a woman okay she doesn't have a gender it's zur <laughs> okay. Exactly. You know, it's like you, you when you, on the left, you can't 
you can't be right. You can't be politically correct enough. I mean, it's just you're always saying some outdated term. We don't say that anymore. You know, like like midget like is always, like super offensive. Like, it's like why is that offensive? Mid- midget midget's, offen- midget's offensive. Just like I, I mean, it, the the biggest problem I have is that everybody just boasts on boasts on social media. They boast on some sort of media yeah. about. Like uh, all the leftists I see, they just get pissed on media, and they right. like there's like call your representative, call your representative, blah blah blah. I'm like, this is not going to accomplish anything yeah. whatsoever. I'm sorry, but like what you're doing right now, bitching on social media, go ahead and call your representative all you want, but in the end, the representative is going is going to do exactly what exactly what the representative thinks needs to be done. Yeah, for their state. That's. That that's what needs or to happen. Or for themselves, basic. Or for yeah, yeah, or for that. And I'm sorry, but a bunch of bitchy college kids aren't going to solve aren't, aren't going to solve that problem. Yeah, just because you're student. Like the the biggest problem is I think everybody's just everybody's pissed because they're all in student debt right now. Yeah, that has a big thing to do with it. And I I, I get it. I mean, I hate being in debt as much as the next person. I really do. Maybe me too. Yeah. It, even though I spend a lot on gear. Let's not talk about that though. Yeah, um, <laughs> I already made enough fun of you for that. Yeah, whatever. But uh, how's your new bass in the car right now? Yeah, I'll take it out later. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll work on that. Gotta let it acclimate. You know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> but uh, no, I mean I don't. I don't like being in student debt as much as the next person, and I'll I'll, I'll agree with any with any leftist person on that. Um, but there's also nothing we can do about that because that's just how society works, and. I think we just kind of got dealt a bad hand of cards with the with the amount of money it costs to go to school, but we also got very lucky at the same time that the government was even remotely willing to help us out with that amount of money. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah. mean, I could be in a lot more debt if I didn't exactly. get you know freaking grants and shit. So my schooling cost one hundred sixty thousand dollars, and I owe forty thousand. I owe twenty five percent of what my schooling cost. Right, that's pretty good statistics. I owe forty as well. That's that's pretty good. I'll I'll, I'll take twenty five percent of what 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 my school actually cost. Right. So that that's fine with me, and. Everybody, everybody thinks that because they're in so much debt, that the, and it, the, the biggest problem I have is that people just feel like they're entitled to something. Yeah, exactly. You're not entitled to shit. <laughs> Everybody's such a victim, and they got it so hard, and it's like, we all got it hard, you know? I mean, even if you really think about it, when you think about affirmative action, right, that's one that gets me kind of fired up is like, you know what, let's think about where we work. We had a uh, meeting, it's been a while back now, probably six months or something, but we had a meeting where somebody way up in the company, you know, said something about at the morning meeting how, like, you know, we need to get more diverse and try to find people of other ethnicities and stuff to come work for us. He said that. Don't say his name, dummy. I got to edit that now. But, yeah, I know who said it. Yeah, anyways, all right. So um, we're already walking on fucking eggshells trying not to lose our jobs talking about this feller. But um, so anyways... Um, he went up there and he was talking about how we need to get these people from, uh, from different ethnicities and stuff. And, uh, then he said like, he's like, well, he's like, we want to find good people. We just want to find people that don't necessarily look like us. And I remember it got all weird and I was like, that's like just so bizarre. Like, why don't we just find good people? I don't. I didn't. Think and I, who cares what they look like? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really understand what he was saying at first. I was like, are 
Are you talking about like black people, women? What are you talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, cause I mean, it's a bunch of young white men working there mostly, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, we do have, we, we've got, we've got black people working there. We've got women working there. Yeah. The pro, the thing is like to do our job, you've got to have a thick skin and you've also got to be freaking good at it. Yeah. So they're not, uh, it, our job is not a matter of like, we're, we're singling out people. We're, we're singling out like the, the minority at all. We're not singling out the minority. We're singling out people who don't know how to do the job and can't handle the job. Yeah. And that's well, just I mean, a, that's, I guess that the thing is that they're probably getting very few applicants that are diverse, you know? I, I mean, of all the people well, to that quite, get to interviews... Be, to be quite honest, the, like, if you're talking... If, if from what I'm, what I'm understanding correctly, what you mean by diverse, hmm? I doubt there's a, a lot of good applicants out there in the quote-unquote diverse community. Exactly. There's not enough people applying, you know? That's kind of their point is, like, we want to get more... Dive, you know, different uh, ethnicities and more women and all that to, you know, work here. It's like, that's cool. I'm, I'm for that as well. But it's like, what you are basically saying is that if it comes down to somebody of a more diverse background and a white guy, equal test scores, equal everything that person gets an edge because they don't look like us. That's what you're saying, you know? And it's like, isn't that the most racist fucking thing I've ever heard in my life, you know? That's exactly what racism is, you know, discriminating because of what you look like. It's just, it's crazy, you know, so. I feel like he's trying to use that to his advantage, though. I, 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 don't, I don't really know. I it's... think there's, like, big tax breaks for having, <clears throat> um, you know, X percentage of people of different ethnicities and all that. And I get it. I mean, it looks good on paper on top of that to look like, hey, look, we're a diverse culture. We're, you know, freaking, uh, you know, free thinkers here. We're not old school and uptight. And, you know, that's all cool. But I mean, uh, I mean you're still referring weird. to like affirmative action, right? Yeah. Well, the biggest. Pro <clears throat> I get I get affirmative action from from our from our sense of using it i suppose the problem i have with it right now is that affirmative action and equal opportunity are really really bringing some businesses down because like take mcdonald's for example there's some mcdonald's out there that they've got really good staff you know staff are friendly they actually get the job done they know what they're talking about where um i get your point though you know, I, I, I don't... Boulder, Colorado, I bet they got a good McDonald's there. They had one back in my hometown that was okay. They also had another one back in my hometown that was pretty shitty. Um, actually, take one uh, my college town. There were two McDonald's that I that I went to. When that I, one sucked, though. What? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Well, my point being, one of them was fucking horrible, and yeah. the other one was actually pretty decent. <clears throat> so what you're saying is black people aren't good at McDonald's. You're twisting this around. Nah, I know. <laughs> You're twisting this around. Um, yeah, like what I'm saying is the, affirm <laughs> the affirmative action thing is that people people are getting desperate to fulfill the affirmative action side of things that they're forgetting what it actually takes to get the job done and you know keep the business running. Right. I can't tell you how many complaints have come across for the bad McDonald's just because of the sheer employees that work there. And it could be white people. It could be black people. I'm not going to say which one it, which one it is. But – I think we all know. 
Yeah. Because affirmative action stepped in on that one. Right. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a weird thing. And you know, to be clear, I mean where we work, I mean people that do what we do, they're all good. I mean, I I can't think of a single person who is on the job that I think's like an idiot. I mean, they're all really smart people and have never let me down so far, you know. And there's people of different, you know, races and sexes there for sure, you know. So um, they they do a great job of hiring good people. But it's like, it just seems so strange to me that like, why are we going to even give them a, you know, like if, if we're going to get new applicants, why are we giving like an edge to people that aren't white? It's like, why don't we just get the best? Who's the best? Get that fucking person. You know what I mean? I think, I mean, I think they're still, they're still doing that. Quit tapping, you fucking, I'm hearing the mic. Yeah, you fucking nervous, what are you doing over there, fucking shaking your legs? Restless leg syndrome. You don't got his restless leg, you got got his shakeaholics, alcohol withdrawals. Probably. Good law. Um, What else we got? We got anything else? Are we done talking about leftists? I think we've exhausted that. Yeah, people talk about that shit enough already. Yes, you're telling me. Uh... Let's lighten the mood. Uh, mm, why do you want to talk about peripherals? Oh, okay. Yeah. For a second, I was like, fuck, why did I want to talk about that? You know what I'm really bad at is using my peripherals, okay? For instance, when we were in the gym earlier, right? We were sitting there talking, and we had a third person in the gym with us. You remember? You remember there was somebody in there? He laughed at one of my jokes. Um, either way, he's getting this. Okay, whatever. I guess I can oh. say his name. I don't know. I might. You mean in the you mean in the locker room? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, did I not specify that? Yeah, that's what I meant. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, we were in the locker room. He was in there, and we're sitting there talking or whatever, and we're probably about this distance that we are now, right? And I was like putting my shit together, and I saw that there was somebody over there, and I kind of glanced when he came in, but I didn't see who it was, you know, and then. I said some kind of joke and he kind of laughed. I like that guy. Like, I talk to him sometimes. He's super cool. But I didn't, I never once looked over at his face. You know, like, he kind of laughed at a joke. He kind of, like, gave me, like, an open to, like, allow him into the conversation. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I said something, uh, I don't even remember what my fucking joke was, but he kind of was like, ah! You know, because I said something, you said some band or something. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Oh, yeah. Whoever the hell that is. Yeah. And um, so he kind of laughed at it. And I didn't even look to see who it was. So I didn't even know it was him until we were in the gym working out. And he came walking out of the locker room. And I think think Ed said something to him as he's walking. I was like, oh, that was Gabe standing there four feet away from me. And I didn't even fucking say hello to him. You know, like, because I didn't even fucking look at him. I do that all the fucking time, man. Or like if I'm walking... And I see somebody kind of coming this way. I don't even look at them to see who it is until they're like walking by me like, hey, man. I'm like, oh, Jesus, man. I Like, I like you. I just didn't look, you know. So, and I, I think I got a theory of why I'm so bad at that. I have terrible eyesight, right? So I think I've always had this thing where I don't want to look at people because like <laughs> I kind of got to like focus in and like kind of peel my eyes to see them well. To like tell who it is a lot of times, you okay. know. Okay. Depending on how far they are away, you know. And um, so I just I don't look at people. I just don't fucking look at anybody. If I'm not like actively talking to you, I'm not looking 
if you like just in my peripherals, just off a little bit from my main fucking vision, I won't even look at your face. So I, there was a moment earlier where I was like, ah, fuck, I would have talked to him. Like I like him, you know, and uh, that shit happens to me all the time. Or if I'm driving, I never, I never look over and like see who's coming. If you're on like a two lane road, I never look at the person in the other car because like my friends were like, dude, I passed you earlier, like. I was waving at you, you didn't even see me. I was like, no, I'm not fucking looking at you. I'm looking at the road, you know? I don't know. Fucking peripherals. Is this not a problem for you? No. I have 20-20 vision, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Good low. Well, it's a problem for me. I need I'm to get this sorry LASIK. sorry to hear that. Yeah, you get this LASIK surgery. Yeah, you I don't buy me this LASIK. Nah. Come on. <clears throat> no. All right. Well, hey, man. Thanks for being on the show again. Do we got any more topics? Yeah, we do. What do we got? Vacations. What do you got? You had some strong feelings about vacations, apparently. I do. Actually, I do have some strong feelings about vacations, but if you want to- Yeah, nobody gives a shit, Sheriff. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Fucking Sheriff hates black people. Cue the music. All right. We'll catch you later. Fuck off. Trash. See it, I'm as good as I say I am.